Good morning and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Clint and just a quick heads up, I haven't had a chance to really prepare for this podcast. So, uh, yeah, it might not be the most organized thing that you've heard, uh, which means a lot because quite a few of the podcasts aren't necessarily super organized, um, but I'm just going to talk here. So, uh, let's see. Uh, I, I guess the, the main thing I'd probably share today is the importance. Um, I've talked about this before, but I don't care. I'm going to say it again because it's important. The importance of uh, complimenting the people around you uh, when you notice them doing some amazing stuff. And not only does it feel good, it's extremely important, especially for people to feel like they're appreciated. And also when they hear... And it's genuine when they hear those things. A lot of times people are in a negative headspace and all they're looking at are their faults. You know, like how they're not doing well or how somebody might be not noticing them or things like that. So it's important to do this because then it it breeds this um, safety, security, the sense of belonging that is necessary for people to be able to continue to thrive and become better. And so, yeah. Um, Yesterday was a really tough day. Uh, We had a large number of students that got caught doing something they shouldn't have been doing. And we had to process over 11 kids. Um, And because of my, the effectiveness and efficiency of my team, we were able to bust it out like really fast. And when I say really fast, it took from, we probably got back around 11 o'clock, 11.30, um, somewhere in there, and I still have to meet with a couple of them this morning, I think it's two, two different families I have to meet with this morning, um, but everybody else was taken care of by 2.45 that afternoon, so, um, I don't know, some people might look at that and think, well, that was, what, three hours um, or so? Yeah, about three hours uh, that it took to process those 11 kids. And might think that that's not very fast. Um, But actually it is, considering how, you know, what what they got caught doing and the number of conversations that had to be in depth otherwise, you know, I mean, you could make it really fast, um, which is you just assign everybody the same consequence and then done. Um, but that wasn't the case. We had to look at each person as individual, um, situation, uh, because of prior, you know, you have to look at their prior discipline. Um, also conversing with the families there. And one of my, uh, security officers had a stroke of genius of, you know, while everybody's waiting to have somebody call home and uh, get the parents to come down um, as soon as possible so that way they were ready when we were ready to be able to talk to each of them and yeah so that made that made things a lot a lot easier once it got into my room and I was giving out the discipline, um, encouraging them to also uh, 
yeah, anyways, I, I can't give too much specifics because I don't want to cross any boundaries where I'd be, you know, sharing wrong information with, not wrong information, sharing information I shouldn't, you know, so anyways, uh, that's as far as I can go as far as talking about it, but we were able to get through it pretty quickly, um, and I, what I should say instead of quickly, I should say efficiently, um, I made things far more efficient, and, um, and I just really appreciated that, so I sent, uh, I sent an email this morning thanking the people that, that had worked that hard, I'm pretty sure because of the situation, my security officers might not have gotten their break that they really should, really deserved, um, I'm hoping that they left early to be able to take care of that, you know, um, but it's so frequent that, um, that stuff like that happens with them, you have to show appreciation when they're doing these kinds of things, because otherwise they don't feel appreciated, and they're less likely to continue to do, to go that extra step that they don't have to do, but they just, they just do because they're a freaking awesome, and so maximizing those around, uh, the, 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 the abilities of those around you, just because they have the label of security officer doesn't mean that they don't have good quality ideas that can help with efficiencies within the main office. As we, as I saw yesterday, it was their suggestion and I thought it was a great one. We ran with it and it was awesome. Otherwise it would have probably at least doubled the time. Um, because we were able to also get people to be able to translate for some of the families that needed translators, uh, and we were able to get them ahead of time. Um, and then my security officers were able to describe to the parents the nature of the situation. And, you know, they did, they can't give out what the punishment would be, but they could at least explain the situation to the families. So... That was that was really good. So I sent him a, an email to thank him for it, and that probably won't be all I do because um, I really am appreciative of their work on that. And catching people doing awesome stuff is much more fulfilling than fo- always focusing on what somebody's not doing. Um, because it, it all has to do with the result in the end. If all you're doing is, um, um, I mean, it, they, both extremes aren't necessarily the best, but uh, one extreme I still think can get you positive outcomes, whereas the other one definitely will not. So even if you have a mixture uh, let's say it's a 50-50 mixture of uh, giving people corrective direction and then also praising them. Uh, that can be good. Um, but even when it's slightly off balance, not necessarily. It depends on the nature of the corrective uh, statements. Um, and uh, there's a difference between corrective statement and then a, a judgment on whether or not they're doing a good job. So if you're correcting something that is a problem, you can usually do it in a way that's not very personal. Like it, it, it's not about them personally. 
not doing something or not able to do something or not performing. It's more from the aspect of, hey, you know, I didn't, I, I don't know if you knew that this is the policy or this is the procedure that's supposed to happen. And then you give them the information and then you could talk about moving forward. You know, we could do this. Um, that's much easier to take than berating somebody, which in my mind would be, um, this is the rule. You didn't do it and slap on the hand kind of a thing. Um, that, that can cause obviously can cause problems and every time I've seen somebody who operates that way they've they've never been able that I've seen I've never seen anybody able to really maximize the people around them and have that kind of a stance I have seen somebody with a mixture of praise and hand slapping be able to have a lot of success and this is what kind of worries me um however uh within the culture and the building it was still clear to people that they were there there was there was a feeling of favoritism involved and what i mean by that is it opened up this person to when they're when she's slapping hands and then praising uh, it's easy for people to sit here and say, oh, but that person over there is not doing it, and all they're getting is praise. Um, so that's, you know, that's their favorite. Whether it's true or not doesn't matter. It's the perception. And where that comes from, where that bleeds out from, is that insecurity that comes from them getting their hands slapped, so to speak. Um, so, I don't know, I talked in really, really generalized terms there, uh, but I hope I was able to get my idea across, which is um, even a mixture of the two, where you're, um, I don't know, I, I let, I'll just give you an example. I had a boss who, who strongly believed and felt like, oh, you need to sit them down and and tell them what they're doing wrong. Just out with it. And I experienced it from the uh, flip side where it was done to me. Um, and, and this is with me even looking at myself, trying to make sure that I wasn't being defensive. I still straight up disagreed with what she was saying because in the act of saying it, they, I, I thought of multiple examples of me actually doing what she said that I wasn't doing. So that's where that problem lies. If, if, if you have this judgment of another person, that judgment isn't necessarily true. That might be your perception. It might be your belief that this is a problem that's going on. And people will get hung up all the time on whether or not on whether or not um, sorry just uh, semi do something really weird um, it must be in the driving school um, now I forgot what I was going to say <laughs> I apologize for that but anyways that's today's podcast so 
it's I feel like this is extremely important that huh, I'm gonna say something else uh, after after I'm done re trying to synthesize a little bit about this. It's extremely important that we we stay positive. We recognize the awesomeness that's around us. It's the quickest way to really maximizing the people around you. Especially if you have the stance that people are going to be able to reflect on their own practices. And one way to ensure that that's happening is giving time and space for them to be able to reflect on their practice. So, even shorter saying, recognize and applaud the people or the when 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 you catch people doing amazing things give them time and space to reflect on their practice summed up that's really what it is now i'm going to extend the podcast a little bit that's that's it as far as what i was originally talking about in the podcast this next little bit is just me reflecting on my own practice as far as this podcast is concerned so if you're not interested in hearing about that you can go ahead and stop right now um and again this isn't pre-planned this is just something that came to me while i was doing this podcast one thing that I'm worried about, not worried about, sorry, that's the wrong word, but one of the things that I'm thinking about is um, I think I've gotten to that stage in my creative ritual, which is this podcast, where I'm starting to care a little bit more about the quality of the podcast. And what I mean by that is it's going to take uh, to step up the quality, I would need to dedicate a little bit more time to the production of it as well as the um, preparation for the podcast. Um, I do like getting in and just uh, just starting and then I just free flow talk. I really appreciate that, but then I also want to be able to synthesize better so that my audience has a better experience because what I'm finding is You know, I've had a few people come and listen to the podcast, but then they move on. Nothing is grabbing people and making them wanting to stay that I can tell. Um, And so I need to work on that. And uh, this is part of the, where I originally got this from, which is Chase Jarvis's book. I vaguely remember something about um, this stage actually occurring at some point which is when you're publishing things, you're putting things out there, you still want to do well, and so you naturally start to improve, and it, it morphs and evolves, and, and it becomes something more. The other possibility of what I could do is just keep it exactly as it is, not improving anything necessarily, except for just keep on doing it. And... Um, the, what, what I'm worried about is if I do that, where's the creativity? Um, and then when I worry about how much time, how much extra time I might have to dedicate, I have to remind myself that this has become a huge source of positive energy for me. Um, and I'm trying not to sound like, you know, too much of a fruity loopy weirdo, but I have to say, doing this podcast has had a, po- a very positive effect on my emotional well-being. 
um, for the nature of the fact that I'm creating something every single day and I'm putting it out there into the world. And then I'm also uh, an opportunity to reflect on different aspects of my practice on a daily basis. Huge, huge benefit to me. And dedicating a little more time to that seems like the right move, especially when I could easily cut time from watching Netflix. (laughs) You know, I mean, I'll, I'll still be able to watch Netflix. It's not like I only have 20 minutes that I watch Netflix. And that's really what I'm talking about is maybe, maybe if I quantify the amount of time in my mind, it'll be easier for me to be able to make that improvement and continue to to progress because a a while back in one of my previous podcasts I did talk about an idea that came to me which was oh on Sundays I could produce a podcast that um, I go through the week and pull out the nuggets of awesomeness or what I feel is freaking awesome little moments and be able to put together a podcast that I can then I can then produce that would be separate from the one where it's a, more like a daily um, I wouldn't call it a uh, a daily uh, kind of audio blog um, like an audio journal and so I did think about that the problem I was running into is all my recording equipment is in my house and then having a two and a half year old, almost three year old trying to record a podcast in that kind of an environment is near impossible. You know, I've got three kids, got two pets. Um, and then there's my wife and myself, all those folks in, you know, in a house, and then this setup that I would be using is right in the middle of that house. And it's a main traffic way. So we have it all set up to be able to help record for streaming purposes. Um, that's the reason why the equipment was bought in the first place. Um, and that's not really happening right now. So I guess I could pull that out and put it someplace else. But even then, it's really hard to be able to carve out time where I'd be able to go and work on this in a space that I don't have because there's not really a space in the in the house where I could go and do this kind of recording stuff um, which maybe that's what I could spend some time trying to think about is is there a spot inside of the house or in the garage or someplace where I could I could carve it out and be able to use that as where I'm producing this from. So that is something else that's in the book, which is uh, creating and organizing a space where you could do this kind of creative ritual. Right now, my creative ritual is occurring in the car on my way to work. Um, That was the easiest thing for me because, you know, what else am I going to do with that time? I listen to audiobooks. I listen to podcasts. Uh, on the way to work as well, but this gave me an opportunity to be able to also do a creative thing on top of it. So, yeah. 
So I'll, that's today's podcast. If you stuck out, stuck it out, thank you for, for doing that. Um, now you have a better idea of what it is I'm trying to do to better produce or prepare, I should say. Prepare for the podcast as well as trying to up the production value a little bit because um, I don't want to waste people's time, one. And two, I want it to be a pleasurable experience and something somebody can, you know, come away with that's really great. So I appreciate uh, you listening um, and I enjoy learning together and I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye.